Hello and welcome to another episode of the Velodrome Podcast. I'm Steve, some of you know me as the Velo21 Guy, but today I'm your host on this Velodrome Podcast. Once again, I thank you for listening. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to me talk to another cyclist about their cycling journey and why they do the sport that we all love. So if you're listening to this and you think I'd have a chat with Steve, send me a message on Instagram, DM me, Velo double underscore 21. That's Velo double underscore 21 on Instagram. Send me a message and we'd love to get you on the podcast. If you're passionate about your cycling, we'd love to speak to you about your cycling journey. So once again, we're speaking to another cyclist. This week we're talking to, it's Dave Wilcox, aka Velo Dave. Hello and welcome to the Velodrome podcast. Hello, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problems, thanks for coming on. We really do appreciate your time today and we've done it a little bit differently this time that we're actually at Dave's house um, and this is the first time I've ever recorded one um, in a different location to my own home. Obviously we've done face-to-face ones with Aidan King previously and we usually do 99% of them remotely but this is the first time we've done one face-to-face in a different location so it's a new one for me as well this time. So, first of all, we always like to talk to our guests about how we know each other. It's, again, that recurring theme, it's Instagram. We do love Instagram cyclists on the Velodrome podcast, so here's another one. So, we have met in person a few times before. We have actually ridden together a few times before, yep. um, which has been good. So, Because Dave only lives about sort of 20, 25 minutes away from myself, so it's, it's easy enough for us to meet up. So, we've met up a couple of times and done a short loop. And Which then, you dropped me off. Only just. <laughs> <laughs> we did a, a short uh, twenty mile blast, um, and that that was a good ride out. That was a. Uh, it was in February, wasn't it? That when we went. Uh, was it? Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was like it was like Valentine's Day or something like that. It was around the mid of Feb, but it was a glorious day. Wasn't yeah, it? I remember it, was, it being like, it was a nice really day. really nice day. Um, and then we've done another big ride, which was another fantastic, glorious day as well. And. Dave dropped me on that one, so he, he returned the favour. <laughs> <the number. laughs> um, on a big 100 miler, which I wasn't quite fit enough for, which I've spoke about on previous podcasts as well. So, yeah, um, obviously, as we mentioned, it's uh, Velo Dave on Instagram. So if you don't follow Dave already, make sure you, you search for Velo Dave and, and give him a follow. And we always like to talk about our cycling and how we first got into it so how did it all first start for you Dave? It's probably the usual as a kid having bikes and being around it's how I used to get around as a kid and as a teenager um, all my mates had bikes BMX's or mountain bikes and you know wherever we went a couple of them lived across town so we were always just it's how we got about basically mm. and then as I got a bit older uh, with the chase being around the corner mountain biking became a bit of a thing briefly and then I used to cycle to work because I didn't know to drive till I was about 26 mm. so it was how I got to work when I worked in Hickson Hopton and uh, in Stafford as well and then obviously learning to drive meant commuting to work by bike sort of went out the window for a little while um, then swapped to working in Wolverhampton and then it sort of got reignited with uh, someone suggesting as I was getting a little bit older and football was going to start going to the sidelines that I'd have to uh, pick up something else and he suggested getting a road bike and it sort of went 
But from there, really. Oh, okay, okay. So you, you mentioned obviously you do commute, and I know from your Instagram that you commute all year round. Now that you uh, drop down to to a one car family, and you re- you commute all year round. So what, what yeah. do you find the toughest part of that? Which I can imagine. I know what the answer is going to be. But <laughs> yeah, uh, it will be the weather. <laughs> I mean, now when I was doing early and late shifts, getting up at four and knowing it here in the rain was a bit like, oh. And the car's there. It's like, yeah. I don't have to do this. But once you're in that habit, it sort of makes you feel bad, doesn't it? You sort of get that guilt if you yeah. don't do it, and then it's, which is probably a problem in itself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah it, the weather's the worst. But once you're out, you don't, you never regret going. Yeah. And I can usually get my stuff dry. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You have the right kit. If you get decent winter kit, yeah, you're all right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, because I soon warm up. Like you say, having the right kit is so important, isn't it? And that, you know, it's almost the danger of the, the, the ice on the roads rather than you being too cold once you've got the right yeah. kit. Because once you're physically moving and you, you can sometimes become a bit too hot, even though it's sort of that zero degrees outside, yeah. as long as all your skin and, and I managed, outside bits are covered. I think I managed minus nine last winter. Wow. Which was cold. Oh, and yeah. I'm not going to say I was toast. I was all right, like. Yeah. I had a cool, like, a few jerseys on and a jacket. Yeah, like, I was fine. Yeah, yeah. My yeah. glasses froze up. Wow. But I was, I was all right. I was wow. warm enough. Yeah. But I just stick to the main roads if it's yeah if it's yeah. icy because obviously they've gritted those as well, haven't they? Yeah. Yeah. Like I say, that's that. For me, that's the biggest part of it, isn't it? Like, so what sort of tyres and setup have you have you got on? In there? the winter, I use the gravel bike. Yeah. With nice, okay. knobbly tyres. Chunkier tyres. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. forty. C tyres. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's not too bad then, is it? Yeah, because if, you, if you're on road bike tyres in sort of no. anything below about four degrees, is it yeah. can be a bit hairy a bit sometimes, isn't, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, because you've, you've still got that, even though it, oh, it says it's above breezy, that ground frost is still yeah, potentially exactly. there, isn't it? And, you know, you've got to keep yourself safe, haven't you? So, yeah. Yeah, what keeps you motivated to keep cycling now? So now it's just ingrained, I think. Mm. But, uh, I think fitness in general, having played team sports from being like five all the way through to finishing in my early 30s, like I've just been used to training so many times a week, playing other week, and mm. I couldn't do nothing, I don't think. Yeah. I think cycling has just been that release now yeah. that I need. And you touched on previously, like with the team sports things that they can be a bit more physical can't they and the cycling aspect of it it keeps the fitness there and you can really push yourself really quite hard but you don't have that without destroying my knees yeah <laughs> <laughs> or get taken out or injured or yeah. anything like that as long as you stay upright you're alright you're really yes yeah, which touch wood we've done alright so yeah. far good stuff good stuff so what's the biggest cycling challenge you've done to date it's probably the round the reeking we did mm. the other month because it's a pretty pretty tough hundred miles to be fair. Um, I know there is tougher. Yeah. But um, that one is the, probably the biggest I've done. Mm. It was six and a half thousand feet, wasn't it? Elevation. Yeah. yeah. It was, and that most of that came within about thirty miles yeah. in the last fifty. Yeah, I think I think it, at fifty mile I had about two thousand feet of elevation, and it made me think like, oh god, this is all coming. Yeah, it got real hard, real quick. Yeah. <laughs> there was some real monsters of, of climbs I'm not sure which area we were in when we, when we hit the, the worst couple um, I was 
a little bit A to be, I think. <laughs> I didn't have a clue where I was. I was just trying to <laughs> battle around these things. But it was, um, yeah, his dad touched on the round the reek in Sportive, um, which is, it's always running May uh, for Compton Hospice. Um, and that's a great ride, that is. I'd recommend it. was a really anyone. nice route, wasn't it? I'd recommend anyone, um, if you get the chance to do it. There's, there's a couple of, you don't have to do the 100 mile, there's a couple of routes on, on there. I think there's a, a 13 or 65. Um, as well because I remember seeing the 65 sign and being quite tempted to <laughs> take a shortcut to be honest <laughs> I was in that zone at the moment so yeah um, yeah but um, as, as I said it, I would recommend anyone anyone to in the local Midlands area to, to look at that ride as, as I say it's towards the end of May and it's run for Compton Hospice so it's all for charity as well which is great so yeah um other, what's your next big challenge that you have lined up? So, if anyone's seen on my Instagram, I've got uh, a family in Sheffield that I want to raise a bit of money for. So, I'm going to do it's almost six. I'm saying six hundred kilometres, but it's okay. I think officially it's five hundred and ninety. So we'll say six hundred. I'll go around the block <laughs> yeah. if, if I can <laughs> uh, in two days. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's so, a fair old whack compared to what I've done previously. So how, how are you doing that? What's the kind of you're riding from one point to another point and then on to another yeah. point? So where where are those points? Where so are we're going? going Romford Essex across to Cardiff, right? And then we have a night stay in Cardiff and go Cardiff to Sheffield, right? Okay. So day two is definitely harder than day one. Okay. I think day one's elevation is. Six and a half thousand, seven thousand right. for 180 yeah. miles. Okay. So day one is like, I'm hoping, like manageable. Yeah. Yeah. And then day two is 190 something miles, so okay. nearly 12,000 feet. Wow. Which again is like, there are sportives, aren't there? Like the struggle. That's yeah, 10,000 yeah, yeah. feet in 110 miles. Yeah. So it's probably, I think a lot of it's going to come initially and then as we hit the peaks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. negotiate some of the Shropshire Hills halfway yeah. somewhere I think sometimes it, it just depends on how the climbing comes it, it's, it sounds a bit of a weird thing to say but a lot of the time if, if you're doing sort of rolling hills yeah. they're okay but then if you're having to go up a sort of 20-30 minute yeah. incline that's when it's really tough but if you kind of get it throughout the day and fingers crossed obviously riding in sort of one direction for the day yeah. you've got a bit of a yeah. tailwind <laughs> pushing you along as well which would be good um, so yeah you're touching on obviously you, you, you're riding for a family that you know in Sheffield so um, let's talk about them a, li- a little bit more and the reason why we need to r- raise the money and sponsor you yeah so um, so Rich Bateman is the dad in the family and he's only early 40s mm. um, he was a truck driver who had a stroke um, we had a bleed on the brain which led to a stroke right. while he was driving his truck mm-hmm. um, so he'd managed to, he didn't feel very well so he'd managed to pull himself over before he became like quite ill mm-hmm. um, it took a little bit of time for the medics to get to him because obviously he'd become ill and then no one really knew so like mm-hmm. his wife had contacted his work to say I haven't heard of him and I normally hear of him so they sort of managed to find him and get him the attention that he needed. Um, but obviously since then, it's been quite a battle for him to mm. regain anywhere near what he was before. Because yeah. it's, you know, it's lasting damage, isn't it? That sort of yeah. 
Um, so that was November 21. Right. I think it is. Yeah. So he's been between different facilities since then, mm-hmm. um, trying to get himself home essentially, but mm. get well enough at the same time. Mm. Um, so last year they set a target of £50,000 on a crowdfunding mm-hmm. for um, his care basically, because he needs quite intensive therapy to try and bring him along mm. um, which he's managed to they raised £12,000 which is like 50000 massive and 12000 massive yeah. so like, they've done really well so far um, and he's managed to have different bits of funding along the way mm-hmm. and he gets to stay in a facility for like three months and then they say we haven't got no more funding anymore so they have to try and move him okay. so he's slowly been sort of like bouncing around the, the country a little yeah. bit He's just moved again in the last few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose I sort of struck a chord with it. Um, through We follow the same ice hockey team, and that's mm-hmm. how I sort of found out about them. Because it's not the biggest sport, as, as you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you sort of you pick up on a lot, and it feels more of a... With a sport, you always get that community feel, don't mm-hmm. you? So because it's a smaller sport, you feel a bit more mm-hmm. inclined. And his son did a podcast that I listened to, he was he's 10 or 11 it was like mm. he spoke really well and it just like it really affected me mm. like listening to his story mm. I kept saying to the wife like I really want to try and do something and, yeah you know, and it's I like riding my bike so it yeah. makes sense to try and she said to me well you keep saying you want to do something yeah like just get on with it yeah I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay pushed him through then <laughs> so I sort of come up with this seeing as because he had his Stroke in Essex. Mm. I thought, well, we can go from the Romford Ice Rink in Essex mm-hmm. to Cardiff. Initially, I wanted to go Romford to Sheffield mm-hmm. um, in 24 hours. Right. Most of the routes I felt were either too short mm-hmm. or were taking me through Birmingham in the middle of the night. Yeah. And I, I just felt it was a bit of a risk. Yeah. Um, so because the fellow who run the Ales Hockey Tales podcast played for Cardiff mm. and when I arrive on the Saturday we're playing Cardiff yeah. I thought well this sort of is quite nice we can go to Cardiff yeah. we'll have a night stay in Cardiff I've never been there and then yeah. we'll go up from there Yeah. so that's the initial Yeah. that's sort of why so are you picking up that game then as well is you know, yeah so hopefully I get there in time time into yeah fingers crossed <laughs> it's going to be an early start I think yeah yeah, I've been sort of. I don't know how long it's going to take. Yeah, when it's always a bit like open to the elements, like you've done big rides in the past, but then when you're doing something even bigger, and then you've got the thought of I've got to do it again the next day, and you're yeah. trying to get for a certain time, and you're thinking, where am I stopping? Where how am I fueling this? How am I, and it is that uncharted territory. And I think a lot of the time it's you know just taking it at an easyish pace to yeah. Well, I always remember one of my wife's friends um, doing some training for a marathon and she was petrified about, um, well she did a half marathon, sorry, um, and I said you could you could walk it, you know full well you could walk 13 miles, so it's just about your pacing, that if you don't go too fast you'll be able to do it, and it's kind of getting that mindset that it's like, yeah I will be able to ride my bike for this distance yeah. kind of thing, you know, but factoring everything in and getting the timings right and um, yeah those those distances and elevations and everything so what was the distance again day one day one 
just under 180 miles. Right, okay. So I was thinking, well, that's about 11 hours then, taking it easy. 10 to 11. Yeah. Of moving time. Yeah. So then it's trying not to stop too much for too long. Yeah. So then day two, I was, "Mm, that's going to be 12 or 13. So what's your plan on support? So day one is pretty unsupported. Okay. Um, But obviously we're going to go through London quite early. Yeah. And then Bristol is before we cross to go into Wales. Yeah. So I figured there's plenty of places we should be able to find shops and and whatnot that day. Yeah. Day two is a bit trickier because we've got Herefordshire and there'll be more countryside involved than towns. Yeah. Um, Coming through Telford after about 100 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I planned that to come through the park so we come up by the ice rink at Telford. Yeah. On the off chance my lad's still in his lesson. Okay. At the same time <laughs> and I might be able to, to catch a bit of his lesson. Yeah. Um, and then up then again into the countryside towards Sheffield so the wife might be about with the car a bit on day yeah. two. Okay. Just to load her up with some yeah. supplies. Yeah. She might meet us in Cardiff yet. Yeah. Yeah. The night before and then uh, follow on a little bit. Yeah. It's gonna work out the logistics. Yeah, it's it's tough, isn't it? It's it's knowing, you know, where like we've touched on you don't know how long it's gonna take you, so you don't know where you're gonna be at any one particular yeah. time. Do you? It's like yeah. I'm gonna be roughly in this area, I think. Um and yeah, just kind of planning that those logistics and what you're gonna to carry to then not fall short on your fueling because that is so important to stay mm on point with that because if you if you drop out at sort of exactly. mile-ish and you've still got 80 90 odd miles to go that's a big old it's a big ass yeah <laughs> yeah that's when you're struggling then but I think um, because there's a time for wanting to be there for yeah sort of adds that like really gonna have to sort of plan that day two a bit more yeah it's gonna be an early start I think yeah two. yeah They'll both be early starts for that, aren't they? To, yeah. to make sure you're there. So, what time's the the game start? Seven. Right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's sort of five. Yeah, five. Probably four. Four. Yeah. With the, yeah, so eleven hours, couple of hours stops. You're there yeah. watching in your kit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Um, how can others get involved or su- or support you? So obviously there's a link on my Instagram, mm-hmm. Facebook, well I don't really use Facebook so much, but it's there. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to be resharing it a lot. And, you know, I apologise if anybody is, <laughs> gets a bit fed up of seeing it, but obviously for the next seven weeks or so I'm going to be yeah. pushing that as, as much well, as possible. To be honest, I like the way that you do it as well, and you, you kind of do a quick update in a, a real style. Yeah. Um, you post it on your stories and stuff, and it's yeah, it's just a quick real style that's done while you're riding your bike. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I like the way that you do that. Yeah. It's I good. figure you can just click past if you're not bothered, and if you're bothered, <laughs> you'll probably listen. Or... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Someone said to me, one of my friends said, "Those that mind won't won't mind. Those yeah. that do mind don't matter, or something." Yeah. I was like, "Well, that makes sense." Yeah. That's true, that is. Yeah, so it's done in a nice little style. But, uh, so, yeah, yeah, so there's the link in the bio. Um, obviously, you are supporting with a code that offers 15%, 20% discount and then 15% to the Kick to the back. cause. Yeah. So that code is for rich. Um, I might have a similar one 
with high five nutrition. Okay. They do a program that offers 10% kickback and 40% discount. Right. So that might be a, a possibility, it's something okay. we're looking at. Um, I'm going to be looking at doing a Strava ride, I think, mm. taking some inspiration from the people of Cass because mm. they do the ride together but okay. apart. Yeah, yeah. So I was going to, I want to do a coffee ride for Rich. Okay. But obviously take part wherever you are. Yeah. And I'm going to get some prizes together. Yeah. And if people will donate the cost of a coffee on their coffee stop to it the is. cause and yeah. take a picture. Right. Show us, send, tag us in your pictures. Yeah. And then we'll have a prize. Okay. So it's probably going to, con- some God have said they'll put something in. Yeah. So we've got some glasses speaking to a couple other people okay about some prizes as well so yeah, we could yeah, have a yeah. nice little bundle okay for taking a picture and donating a cost of a coffee if you'll buy a richer coffee on yeah. your coffee ride yeah brilliant that's a, a really good idea actually as Velo 21 I'll get involved with that as well so yeah. we'll donate something as well oh, so brilliant. we'll probably talk about that off once we've finished recording yeah. we'll talk about that a bit that, more that'll so. probably be August okay um just in terms of time frame yeah. and obviously figuring out what sort of ride that'll look like for me and yeah. um, because I've now got a partner on this ride yeah. so Rich's next door neighbour messaged me not long after uh, and said oh look I'm his neighbour can I join you mm-hmm. and like he sent me a link to his Strava and said I ride my bike I've never done this far but yeah. check my Strava out I think yeah. I can and I was like yeah well if you want to be in you're in Okay. Look so obviously good. I need to meet him at some point yeah so it might be that we do the first ride I do with him we do a coffee ride yeah yeah good yeah. stuff maybe get you involved in that one yeah Come yeah along with yeah. yeah I'm up for that I'm always up for a ride so yeah if the invite's there yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> brilliant good stuff so um, it's, are you going to be riding the whole route together then with you and yeah. the other chap yeah. yeah yeah. that's good then that you've got some support and morale from somebody else exactly, as well yeah, like someone that. to bounce something yeah, off yeah that'll really help yeah. as well because um, it is sometimes that not just that physical battle it's that mental yeah side of things as well isn't it so uh, no, yeah definitely. and that can really, really and because he's local it's nice that I think he'll have a nice little support as mm. we get to Sheffield yeah like I think his brother wants to come out and yeah I think there'll be a few people meet us to sort of roll into Sheffield it'd yeah. be nice yeah yeah that would be brilliant that will so yeah and that's all taking part in September yes yeah 15th and 16th right nearly have to look at my calendar yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah it's it you forget all these days sometimes don't you, you book these things in and you're yeah. like right okay when's this one when's this one when's this one um, yeah so that's good stuff so yeah that's your biggest challenge you're going to be undertaking then and uh, yeah it's all for a very worthy cause so as Dave mentioned if you have a look on his Instagram Bello Dave the links are all in the bio and everything there so you, you, you can support as you also touched on as well that there's um, discount code for Velo21 where you get 20% off and then you get um, a 15% kickback which we donate to the to the charity going forward so that's uh, another way you can support and get a little bit discount off your Velo21 products as well so that's 4rich is the code which is the number 4 and then rich so, we are now moving on a little bit, and we'd just like to say that's a, a epic ride that you're undertaking as well, and it's all for a brilliant cause. So that's that's really, really, really good. That one. So, 
how's the training for the ride going at the moment? It's going all right so far. Um, I've not done anything mad yet, not done anything too long. Um, obviously, I'm just doing the commuting every day. Mm. I've started using the Pillar app this last yes. week. Yeah. Um, I used apps before mm-hmm. and got on quite well with them, mm-hmm. to be fair. Um, I just used to get a little bit frustrated because I don't train indoors. Sometimes I find it hard to hit the session properly. Not through not trying, mm. but like with the rolling terrain we have and stuff like that. Um, the app I was using before, I think it was a little bit, maybe the parameters were a little bit too tight for mm. training outside. Mm. So I used to get a bit like, oh, like it'd always be telling me I'd not done this or not done that. Whereas switching to the pillar, mm. so far I've managed to hit 70 to 90%, yeah. which I'm a lot, I feel a more, I mean, it, I'm probably working the same, but mm. I feel happier about it, mm. which means I'd like to continue training with it. Yeah. And I even did one that was the VO2 max mini burst, like 2040s, 4020s. Yeah. I managed to do them and hit 90% right, with, yeah. with a warm up and a cool down. So I was like, well, I'm quite happy with that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty good. Because you, you are sort of limited being outside yeah. following a program. Yeah. But um, because I can send it to the Garmin and follow it on the Garmin, it really is easier mm. than just having the workout, trying to remember it or mm. trying to think, oh, well. Because it was re- they're all relatively flexible. Because mm. as long as you spent a certain time in the zones, it wasn't necessarily it had to be in that order. But it just I just became frustrated with it. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, we've had Dan from Pillar on, um, on the podcast. He was on episode 13. Um and he was talking about that, that flexibility of it, that you know you can be kind of on an effort and you've got to stop at some traffic lights. And, yeah. you know, and you're not penalised for the fact that you've stopped at the traffic lights. Exactly. You know, you, you kind Your of, safety comes first, doesn't it? You can't not be... Yeah, that you're rewarded. That you, you, um, so it, it is a bit more flexible, like you say. You've, you've got to be in those zones for that, that amount of time, but it is that flexibility that it's across, kind of like across the ride rather than... This is a zone. This is a zone. This is a zone. You've missed that. That was no good, mm. um, kind of thing. And yeah, hitting that ninety. I, I think on the road, I've only had about just shy of eighty percent, like seventy nine percent. I've never had a ninety percent. So you did do well with that. So I've still struggled with it a little bit, hitting that zone, bang on. But then it's still the training rides in the green. Then it's happy that I've completed yeah. that to a satisfactory amount. And, yeah. and then the other thing with with pillar as well is if you don't end up going out for whatever reason it then adjusts your training week or the tra- the next training week to to account for previously missed or or um yeah previously missed sessions it'll adjust your week next week so you're not again not really penalized for it it's just putting it in somewhere else so you can kind of just carry on and i've found that i've i've had really good wattage jumps um kind of I had a two watt increase the one week, then an eleven watt increase the next week. Then it was, I think, a three watt increase the week after that. And I thought, like, well, yeah, over that course of three weeks, I've had a decent, yeah, yeah. nearly twenty watts kind of increase. And I thought, like, yeah, that's pretty decent. That is for an enjoyable, yeah, training session as well. So um, I really rate the Pillar app. I'd, I'd um, recommend anyone having a look and and downloading that. Yeah, I need to do a fitness test on it to sort of set yeah. the benchmark I just need to figure a, a road round here that's 
The Tethersley Road's not too bad. Yeah. Although it does a little bit dip and Yeah. But it's not it's probably my best bet. Yeah, and I think as well it's always windy, so if you drive into yeah, the wind yeah. as well, because <laughs> there's been times when I've, I've um, come from Canic uh, site towards Penkridge and we're absolutely motored down that at sort of like 27, yeah. 28 yeah, miles yeah. an hour constant kind of thing, because it just, like you say, just undulates a, a little bit. Um, and yeah, you can really get a lick on because it's always super, super windy. Down there. I've never yeah. ridden down there and not be windy. <laughs> <laughs> Just one of those roads. <laughs> yeah, because I'm shorter on time with obviously like you know family life, and so I figured if I can use the pillar app with my commutes and things, mm-hmm. I'll probably get a bit more out of them. Mm-hmm. And then I'm getting out on Sunday mornings early to do a bit of a longer ride. Then yeah, yeah, because ninety percent. Plus, would yeah. you say it comes yeah. from your commute? From it does. From your yeah. commute. But I mean, you do a lot of commuting, don't you? You know, yeah. some. What is it about thirty-ish mile day? If you, it's, I think if I just go straight to work and back, it's like 22, 23 miles. Right. Round trip. Yeah, yeah, um, and then obviously, obviously, there's a lot of sort of you can ride sort of down quite a mainish road, can't you? But then there's a lot of country roads that kind of veer off from there. There's a good few routes that you can kind of. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky if, you, really. if yeah. you need to, which you, which is good. Um, so yeah, so the training's going quite well. Obviously, if we've touched on using your pillar app and everything like that, do you feel ready for it? Say if it was this weekend, we're filming this on a Monday today. So if it was coming up over the weekend, yes and no. Okay, I think so. I yeah. think I could suffer through. Mm. If say it was the next week. Mm. I think I could just about suffer through. I think yeah. I need to do a bit more around, you know, my base endurance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've sort of, I've bridged the whole thing off. I know I can suffer a hundred miler, like mm. zone three and up a little bit. Yeah. So if I'd really taken it easy, I'm hoping I could suffer through if it was next week. Yeah. It's, it's just that whole day too, isn't it? Mm. Having a long ride, I'm probably going to have to between now and it, the beginning do a longer ride on a Sunday and a longer ride on a Monday to make sure you know I've got is. a bit of conditioning. Yeah, I think the commuting side of things will really help with that. The fact that you do, you know, a ride in the morning, a ride on the evening, a ride in the next yeah, morning, yeah. ride on the next day. So you, you've got a lot of that consistency back to back, two two rides a day. I don't feel that'll be perhaps so much of an issue but that yeah that kind of that long a lot of the time it's your hands or your arse or it's, it's, it's somewhere it's else arse, <laughs> yeah, it? yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not conditioned for it your legs are fine um, yeah it's it's the, the comfort side mm. of things um, which can be an issue and then it's things like the weather like if, if it's a wetter day that doesn't help with rubbing and exactly yeah. everything like that so you know it's 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 not just the fact that you think oh it, it, I prefer it to be dry because it'll be nicer but it physically it can you can suffer from the rain um, so fingers crossed it's a, a dry day and you just get lots of chamois cream on it yeah. fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah the last few things that we want to um, touch on is back to your Instagram a little bit so you work with some great brands on Instagram obviously Velo 21 included we'll yeah. just say that so um, do you want to give a shout out to a few of those 
brands that you? Uh, yeah, so um, work with a bit with Sun God. Been mm-hmm. lucky to be supported by them for a, a year or so now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, you just feel like mega privileged to have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spatsware as well, um, a brand that I was buying years ago. I sort of really bought in when you see him out on his bike, like doing his little promos, and I was mm-hmm. fully bought into that. And then um, once I tried them, and I was like, well, it, it does exactly what he says it does. Mm-hmm. So the, the more I was in, and then I was telling anybody that listen, yeah. but this stuff actually does work. Like it does yeah, keep yeah, your feet dry. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they have uh, been really good and, you know, gifted me some bits through the years. Mm-hmm. Um, Lake, cycling mm-hmm. shoes, uh, they're unreal. They're the best, honestly, <laughs> like different gravy they are. Uh, Bello Tool I'm going to be doing a bit with okay lovely yeah. going forward yeah um, an essence of nature have reached out recently with chamois cream and things with this yeah. all yeah all going forward um, Universal Colours mm-hmm. I'm on their supported rider programme which is nice because their stuff's really nice it's really mm-hmm. soft mm-hmm. Uh, feeling to the jerseys and that that real premium feel uh, I don't know if I forgot anyone be in trouble if you are I know. <laughs> <laughs> no I think that's it now obviously I had the uh, the thing with Vot Vat yes. cycle work yeah. that really kicked it all off really yeah. and I was very lucky to because uh, without that I probably wouldn't have you know half of all the other ones I've got because yeah. I got the opportunity to do the photo shoot to them and everything which as soon as you've got all these nice Snaps. It's nice, really nice snaps. Yeah, <laughs> it makes a big, big difference. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I've missed anybody. Yeah, I've been quite lucky. I do feel really privileged, to be fair. Yeah. Through the Instagram yeah, thing, it's good. It well, really you... helps because it's not a cheap sport, and like commuting all year, you need a lot of good quality. Kit. It really does make a big difference. Yeah. Like you can get by in, in all right stuff. Mm. But it really makes a really big difference mm. to your comfort levels all round. Just yeah. being dry and stuff that will dry quicker because mm. it's that sort of fabric. Yeah, that's good, isn't it? I mean, you do have a fantastic Instagram account and it, it does have a good reach. You can see your engagements and everything's really good. So you can understand why these brands um, do reach out to you as well. So, yeah, that's all that's all good as long as you've not missed anybody off with it (laughs) (laughs) no that's fine that's fine so um, yeah one question I've got written down here is uh, so when are you free to meet up for a a big training ride Uh, what a Sunday morning or uh, any Sunday or a Monday yeah Um, Sunday mornings is like my slot now yeah I think for going getting up going forward yeah I've got to get used to getting up early again that's now work nights I'm not so used to it <laughs> yeah yeah because yeah, I'll be free a bit more on the mo- uh, the Monday I don't work Mondays um, and then once the kids go back more, both of my kids are in full time school then so I'll have a bit more time on oh, Monday yeah, there you go. Um, but obviously that'll be just be the first week a set, couple of weeks Monday cafe rides I mean yeah we can, we can sort that then before before you, you go into the, the big challenge um, so the final questions that we like to ask all of the guests um, are you a calf stop cyclist? Yes and no, like a few have said, I think, on this. Because mm-hmm. I ride most of the time on my own. Yeah. So, And I'm not against stopping at a calf on my own. Mm-hmm. I, I do do it sometimes. But obviously, with most of it being commuting, 
don't generally and again I have done it mm. when I used to work late so I'd go up the chase on the gravel bike or something do mm. an hour on the chase and then on my way back to work I'd have a coffee and a cake mm. and then head into work it's quite yeah. nice yeah. but I, I'm not a, definitely not against the cafe stuff yeah. Yeah, just yeah. doesn't generally lead itself to one yeah that's it well it's it's like if anybody else was commuting to work who stops at, to, at a cafe on the way to work kind of thing you know yeah. <laughs> you're driving in your car you just go don't yeah, you say yeah. um, and it's just, I'm kind of similar to that that I do quite a bit of solo riding like quite a young family sometimes it's that time commitment that you're just like right okay I've got a couple of hours Yeah, I'll ride my bike for a couple of hours and I want to ride for an hour and ten and think oh, I'll sit in the cafe for half hour and then I'll head back yeah you're trying um, to make the most of your time aren't yeah you? yeah and that and that training so if you do stop what what are you having um, flat white or a locker probably oh, good choice I'm a bit of a flat white guy yeah. I mean, like that's that's one that I tend to to have if I, if I do stop as well um, I always enjoy this bit of the podcast it's always quite interesting like, <laughs> it's almost like one of the most sort of people people are yeah it's it's, it's I suppose quite a dull sort of question and <laughs> thing to be talking about but I do find it quite interesting that we always get some very varied answers and uh, yeah it's uh, everybody's different on us so yeah um, what about a snack if you're having some oh, tweets if, if you're stopping for uh, I do like, like a cherry bakewell type you know mm. like the real thick mm. get a nice bakewell or a millionaire slice yeah that's a good one I've been a cinnamon bun fan recently oh okay yeah new one one of them yeah yeah, yeah. so something sweet then something yeah sweet so the last question um, sorry it's not the last question dream bike money no object at the at the minute Probably a Colnago V4. Is it the V4 RS? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one. That's it. That's real nice. That. Yeah. For ages, yeah. it used to be the Cervelo. Right. But uh, okay. it sort of chops and changes. Yeah. There was one. Um, there was a bike shop, unfortunately, that, that closed down. That I used to be stocked in with the Velo products, and they stocked Colnago bikes. And the chap said to me there, he was like, "Come and have a look." At, he was like, "You'll pay a bit more for a Colnago," he said, "but just look." look at this and he he was building one up so the, the frame was all empty and um, nothing in the frame at all and he put his torch down the frame and you could see the quality of the carbon on the inside was as good as it was on the outside and he said that's the difference between something that's cheaper and mm. um, it was like especially if you were looking at like where well, it was like comparison to these cheap imported Chinese frames that you can get off eBay yeah. for like the, the same geometry but then it was like the quality of the carbon and the finish on the inside of this is brilliant. You know, it, as good as the outside. And he said it just goes to show the the build quality that has gone into this is is next level. And he said that's why you'll pay a bit more mm. for this over something else. Like, um, but it was interesting to see that that it's like oh, okay, yeah. that's where that's where the money goes then. But um, but I think it'd have to be something like like that though to want, make me want to swap my bike I think okay and like, there's, a, there's a massive difference in price between yeah. my TCR and, and one of them yeah but like I'm, I'm not in a I'm, I'm not in a rush to swap mine if that yeah. makes sense yeah, like, yeah I really like it yeah like, there's a lot of love for the people that ride TCRs there's a lot of love for those bikes I, I think you'd, you'd be spending to swap it you'd spend a lot of money yeah and I don't think you'd get 
much more bike. Mm. I might be wrong. Like, I haven't ridden many other yeah. uh, road bikes, but like it just does everything. Mm. Feels great to be on. Like, You've recently had some new big yeah. bad boy wheels, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> proper eighty mil, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's serious, that is. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to help much. <laughs> On day two, anyway. <laughs> Especially if there's any crosswinds. But they do look proper snazzy. Yeah, the, yeah, it looks fantastic, that does. They have a different sound as well when you're going along. Yeah. I'm not going to make this sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they definitely sound different. <laughs> yeah, it does have that. It's, it's almost like a... Well, you wouldn't say like a purr. It's like a whoosh, isn't it? Yes, it's, that's it. Yeah, it just seems to hum along. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. The difference, because... I've, on my bike I've got 62s on mine um, and when I from my first road bike which was a specialised sector which is a, a relaxed geometry bike it's based on the Roubaix um, but the sector's the, the entry level aluminium version rather than the carbon version um, and that didn't have any kind of deep dish wheels on or anything like that and then the first time I rode my canyon and yeah it just and mm. off it went and that's just like yeah it just seemed to just hum along kind of thing it's yeah. just yeah it's uh, a lovely saying but I think wheels for me is probably the next thing that I'd look at rather I don't think I'd ever replace my frame unless something major happened with it so obviously wheels is the next upgrade and then yeah I think I might go bigger next time as well this, yeah uh, just looks good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah if we could pop you anywhere in the world right now to go cycling where would it be um yeah, probably France or Scotland okay I really want to go around Scotland yeah I think I answered someone did a poll about this yeah on Instagram the other day I think I answered Scotland on that yeah I just really want to go all around yeah I think it just looks amazing the obviously the, it's not as not quite as hilly as France or yeah yeah um, but I mean there's still some tough challenging climbs out there yeah. um, and then the one, there's the one ride which I've always fancied. So it's, it's, I suppose a bit of a bit of a kind of landing John O'Groats style thing. That the NC five hundred, which is just the um, you just go all round the coast, yeah, um, five hundred mile, um, and that looks this like a proper planned route, which works out about like you can do it over five days, obviously hundred mileish a day, and it puts you in the bed and breakfast all the way around oh, and yeah, stuff yeah. and you're just like yeah it kind of works it all out for you and off, off you go yeah. um, people have said that's tough but like beautiful ride like always on the coast obviously because you're always on the coast there's always there's always yeah. wind on the coast isn't there so it's it's a, a tough challenging one but I think that would be one for the for the, uh, the bucket list so that's one I'd definitely like to yeah. to have a, have a look at going yeah Um we definitely want. We've got a caravan, so we definitely want to take the caravan yeah. to Scotland at some point. Yeah. And when I got the, the car, I've got is predominantly for pulling the van. Yeah. But I got it because I can lie down in it in the back of the seats down. Right. So me and the wife are thinking of car camping around oh, Scotland okay. one time. Yeah. Just so we could with the caravan, you're a little bit restricted, aren't you, to yeah. where you can be? Yeah. Because you could wild camp in Scotland, so you could just park on the edge of a lock or whatever yeah. and sleep, and then carry on yeah 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 and like you say you can be restricted with the cap like you can't always tow it down certain lanes hills whatever mm. and it, it, 
it's difficult sometimes just manoeuvring it, isn't it? And you yeah. worry about like, <laughs> can I get it down here? Will I be able to get back? Um, but yeah, that's uh, um, yeah, sounds good. That does sounds good. So yeah, I think we've uh, covered just about everything now. So um, yeah, thanks for coming on the podcast. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, no problems. Yeah. So um, as we touched on, um, Dave's got the big ride coming up. So he'd appreciate your support. So if you can head over to his Instagram, Bello Dave, and uh, show show some support for for his big challenge that he's doing for a very very worthy cause, um, that'd be fantastic. So that was great talking to Dave there. Really do appreciate Dave's time and inviting me into his home to record this episode of the Velodrome podcast. And one thing I do love about this is that Dave's taken on this challenge to support somebody else. And that's the one thing I do love about cycling as well, that you know you push yourself to do these challenges and then at the same time you raise a bit of money for a very worthy cause. It's absolutely brilliant. So hats off to Dave for pushing himself as he said in the uh, podcast it's like the 15th and 16th of September that he's taking on these uh, big big challenge so there's only a few more weeks to go so if you head over to his Instagram page velo.dave show your support sponsor him in the links there's all the links in the in the usual place in the bio show him some support because it's a tough tough challenge that he's undertaking and all for a very worthy cause so once again i thank dave for his time i thank you for listening i've been steve the fellow 21 guy catch you soon